Hey everyone, welcome to Ask Concussion Doc. Uh, we have a special guest today, Erin Deliva. She is from Australia. She's an APA physiotherapist. Uh, welcome, Erin. Why don't you tell everyone a little bit about yourself? Uh, so there's not much to add to that. I'm an APA sports physiotherapist that's been working mainly with elite winter sports in the past few years. So an area where we see a lot of concussions. All right, so we have three questions today. Um, and we'll probably have a little bit of a sidebar discussion throughout. But uh, the first question is, I saw a study this week about validity indicators for preseason computerized neurocognitive testing. This is something that I do in my practice. Should I even be doing this? Do you want to take this one first or do you want me to? I All right. So obviously this has been something that's been scrutinized uh, heavily in the literature lately. I think a lot of people have been heavily relying on computerized testing for both their baseline and their post-injury uh, assessment metrics. Uh, it's fairly easy to administer, I think, and it's also very cost-effective. So I think that's led a lot of people to using those types of tests for their baseline post-injury management. Um, however, validity indicators for baseline tests are when, because um, oftentimes what athletes may do is they may try to actually fail the baseline so that their scores are showing low, so that in the event they do get a concussion, they can be cleared to return to play sooner. Uh, obviously a very dumb move uh, by an athlete, but nonetheless, they may try to do it. Um, so validity indicators are the automatic or the built-in metrics within a test that allow a practitioner to determine whether or not the test is valid so that if people are trying to fail, hopefully the validity indicators can catch it. Um, and what this study found was that close to 50% or even more, I think it's 55% of of amateur athletes were actually failing uh, performance validity indicators for baseline testing. Um, so a bit of a shocking thing. So the question is, should I actually be using computerized testing within my practice? I think that it's not that you shouldn't be using it, I just think there needs to be more added to the picture. So there's also some reliability indicators and some reliability issues with computerized testing. and just relying on a single test is never beneficial for anything in healthcare, right? So for the therapists out there, you wouldn't just use one orthopedic test to make a diagnosis. For the physicians out there, you wouldn't just use a blood test to diagnose cancer, right? You'd wanna then follow that up with multiple tests to try and confirm your thoughts. So the same thing goes with computerized testing. The evidence now is pointing towards a multimodal or multifaceted uh, approach to concussion management. So utilizing a computerized neurocognitive test is only one small piece of the puzzle, and so you have to add more to that picture, uh, including you know balance, reaction time, uh, memory concentration from an auditory standpoint, uh, visual tracking, processing speed, and so it's not that you shouldn't be doing it; it's that you should be doing more. If you if you are going to be managing concussions, you have to make sure that there's more. Uh, more of a complete picture to what you're gathering rather than just one test that may have some issues with reliability. So do you have anything to add on? That? No, I think that's great. But um, that's something that we've certainly seen in practice as well, having come from using neurocognitive tests, generally speaking, and also with the addition of SCAT and things like that and moving towards a more multimodal approach. We're definitely seeing that some athletes will start to pass the neurocognitive test but still be deficient in other areas, which is a really important thing. And as a clinician, being able to see that if we were just doing a neurocognitive test there, we would have cleared that athlete that potentially isn't ready to get back at that stage, which is a huge problem. Yeah, for sure. So that's that's an excellent point that she made is that 
having a more comprehensive picture potentially allows you to pick up areas that would have been missed by just a single facet. So uh, the next question is what specific manual therapy techniques do you use or have been shown to be effective in the literature for treating concussions or whiplash uh, symptoms? So I'll tackle this one. This is an area uh, of great interest to me. So in terms of just the overlap between concussion symptoms and whiplash or neck dysfunction, the symptoms of whiplash and the symptoms of concussion are identical. There's been several studies that show that you can you cannot actually tell the difference between somebody with a concussion and somebody with whiplash based on their symptom presentation. So people with even with just neck injuries or neck dysfunction can have visual deficits, balance impairments, cognitive problems, emotional issues, trouble with sleeping, headaches, all these same things, right? So this is where manual therapy or, or treatment of the cervical spine or the neck comes into play in terms of uh, treating the symptoms of concussion. Um, and my favorite kind of go-to techniques, it, uh, uh, soft tissue therapy, so active release therapy, um, acupuncture, um, and also, um, I'm a chiropractor, so I enjoy manipulation and mobilizations. Um, but I think really the key to this is figuring out what the symptoms are and are they neck related, right? If somebody's dizzy, is this a vestibular problem? Is this a visual problem? Is this a neck problem? And if it is a neck problem, which specific tissues are causing it? And that's going to help to guide your treatment. Same thing with headaches. Various muscles will have referral pain into the head, trying to figure out where someone's headache is located and then what tissues may be causing it, and then going after those and applying whatever therapy-based techniques um, that, that you employ. Is there anything else you'd like to add to that, Erin? Yeah, I think that's a really important point and something that we need to not forget in concussion. Often we can get wrapped up in the idea that this is a head injury, it's the brain, what are we here to do treating the brain, and we really need to take a step back and think about the neck and make sure we're treating those other compounding factors that are actually going to help change other things that we're seeing. And then also not forgetting that we need to take that step further in terms of our rehab as we normally would as a sports physiotherapist and think about joint position sense and retraining that, deep neck flexor retraining. And not only just in a clinical setting, but moving more into your functional roles and functional positions and how people would work in life and that general body awareness as well and getting that neck better in relation to everything. Any specific techniques that you that you go to, like let's say for joint position error, is there anything specific that you like to utilize for that? Is it, you know, laser helmet type stuff? Yeah, basically using a band on the head with a laser and, and working in your rotation error. And then you can also work into some tracking errors and using circles or different tracking patterns and, and trying to find out where in that pattern that person is having a problem because not everyone's going to have a problem in the same spot. And then in terms of your deep neck flexor retraining too, not just thinking clinically and I'm going to get this person to retrain deep neck flexors in a lying position or a kneeling position, but more in functional positions as well and whilst doing other things. Like sports specific? Yeah. Always. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so question number three. Um, this is from somebody that has a concussion injury. Um, again, we're not going to be taking clinical questions on these, we're, uh, or sorry, we're looking more for clinical questions on these rather than uh, personal questions. But this one was fairly broad uh, and so kind of made a lot of sense to include. But this person says, I have a concussion injury and I see that you post about physical therapy and I'm assuming this is on the complete concussions um, page. You post about physical therapy for concussions. What can a physical therapist do for a brain injury? And I'm going to pass this over to Erin because she is a physical therapist. 
I think in terms of this, this touches back on where I was talking about before that we can easily get caught up in the fact that this is a brain injury. What can we do for a brain injury? And there is just so much more and thinking about the fact that there's so many facets involved, whether that be the neck, visual and vestibular issues and other ones as well. And as physios, our training and our skill set really plays into that well. This is the area where our foundations are. However, I think in saying that, Although all physios have that skill set, we also need to remember that we also need to have more of a knowledge base and be up to date with the most con recent concussion research as well, because things are rapidly evolving. So if we can bring in our skill set into this arena, knowing where we're at in terms of concussion education and where it's moving to, I think we can really look at that patient from a more all-round and overall picture and, and have some effect in that. Also, we often, too often get caught up in thinking about specialists in this area as well and think, I've had this patient come in to me, they have this head injury, okay, what am I going to do with them? I don't know, so I'm going to send them to the local sports medicine doctor, which is a really great move. And the thing that I want to really stress there is we can be involved and the best models there really are that co-management between all the professional disciplines as opposed to just sending that person off and thinking that you've done your job. Mm -hmm. Because we do need to get involved in the visual rehab, the vestibular rehab, the cervical rehab and so on. Mm -hmm. So there's some really great ways to be involved in that. For sure. So, I mean, and, and another thing I think that people need to be aware of, um, especially if you do have a concussion injury, is that Concussion is a fairly short duration timeline and, and if you look at what the pathophysiology or like what's going on inside the brain after an injury occurs, what it does or what it is is a temporary deficit in energy within the brain. So that period of time is actually quite short. Uh, in most adult studies, it shows that it's between kind of three to six weeks uh, of, of that time period. So if you're having symptoms beyond that time period, generally the physiologic kind of brain specific issues from a metabolic standpoint um, have somewhat recovered and now you're moving on to other things whether this be a blood flow impairment which we can use exercise to try and get around whether this be a visual or a vestibular impairment which therapy can help with that as well or whether this is a neck issue we already we already spoke about how the symptoms of concussion and whiplash can overlap so what may have started out as a concussion after a month or so is likely something else. And so I think that's the idea behind physical therapy for concussion is not necessarily, you know, dealing with what's going on in the brain specifically, but it's helping to restore the function that may have been impaired by the injury itself. And now we're helping you get back to function. So although most people, like you said, the idea is, well, like I need to see a neurologist or I need to go see my sports medicine physician or whatever, you know, in only very rare circumstances, um, is there something like neurologically wrong where a neurologist is going to pick up something um, that's that's kind of more of a like a red flag issue or more of a severe issue? But for the most part, a lot of this stuff is most amenable, and the research is showing that the best treatments for all these conditions are rehab based. So what I always say in my stuff, and I, you can tell me if you agree with this, is that I think that we are so perfectly positioned as therapists in the concussion space because we have we can see people early on in the recovery process. We can initiate rehab early on in the recovery process. And we have the skill sets that treat the symptoms of concussion and all the evidence is pointing towards exercise, vestibular visual, 
and yeah. cervical spine, manual therapy, and rehabilitation. So I think that's why you should see a PT uh, for sure. Somebody has training and concussion that can separate all these issues, that has specific training, like you said, continuing education on it, um, and, uh, and go from there. So did you have anything else to add on that? I think the other side that we need to not forget about too as physios and chiros that are treating concussions is that we have really a lot of time that we can spend with our patients and we are good at educating people as well and getting them to understand what's happening and really get to really get buy-in from your patients they need to know why you're asking them to do something and I think that's a really specific skill that we have and especially the time that we can give our patients and the trust relationship that we have with them so if you can devote time in that early phase in terms of education, getting people on the right track, hopefully we're not having to be involved as much in that later phase as well. So that's also something not to get in terms of acute concussions. Education is the best early treatment, so that's good. Um, so that's the, those are all the questions uh, for this week. Uh, for those of you that have questions that you'd like answered, please send them to us. We are going to be doing this on a weekly basis. Uh, also, we are on uh, SoundCloud, and we're putting this also on iTunes, this podcast. So if you don't have the time to visit us live, you can also listen to us on your drive home from work on a weekly basis, get all your concussion information, and get up to date. Uh, thank you. See you next week.